Sometimes as leaders, we think there's no way someone could do the job as well as we can. It can be easy to feel like we have to have our hands in everything for our church to succeed. But as we all know, that couldn't be further from the truth. No one accomplishes anything great alone. Great leaders delegate. And if you're listening to this podcast, I know you want to be a great leader at your church. If you feel like you're overwhelmed trying to do it all, today's episode partner, Belay, can help. Belay's modern staffing solutions have been helping busy leaders like you and me delegate the details for over a decade. With Belay, you can get intentionally paired with a U.S.-based virtual assistant or accounting specialist and level up your church through the power of delegation. I know what you might be thinking. I can't afford to bring on help. If you're a church leader trying to do it all, this might be the best investment you can make in your church, not to mention your relationships, your parenting, and your mental health. Belay's intentional matching process and dedicated guides are ready and waiting to help you take your leadership to the next level. To help you figure out where to start, Belay's offering an exclusive leadership toolkit free to our listeners. With this toolkit, you'll learn the necessary steps every leader needs to accomplish more and juggle less. Just text RUSTY, that's R-U-S-T-Y, to 55123 to get back to leading your church well with Belay. No one can do it alone. Great leaders delegate. Get the support you need to get out of the administrative weeds and back to growing your church with Belay. Welcome to Leading Simple with Rusty George. Our goal is to make following Jesus and leading others a bit more simple. Here's your host, Rusty George. Hey, welcome to the best of Leading Simple. For those of you that are too busy to listen to all the episodes in their entirety in a month, we have pulled out some of our favorite excerpts over this past month. So I want to thank our sponsor for promoting and getting the word out on this. I want to thank everybody who's participating in this podcast. And if you haven't subscribed already, make sure that you do that because it is such a valuable resource, not just for leaders, but also helps us get the word out to new people as well. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe, and you can listen to Leading Simple in its entirety every single week. But for now, here's some of the best things that happened over the course of the last month. We all wanted to have these extraordinary experiences, which we were doing, you know. And so I thought, okay, this is what life is about. It's about, you know, know thyself. It's about, you know, having these great experiences and these friends. And, you know, and I, and I wanted to know the meaning of life. And so I read Russian novels all the time. And I went to plays in New York and London all the time, like really serious plays by Harold Pinter and Tony Kushner and Eugene O'Neill, like think, plays that I, you think you would think would give you kind of insight into the meaning of life, but they right. never really did because it would just like evaporate because yep. they're written from a place of darkness, really. And so it was always frustrating to me. And then my religion of choice kind of was the art world. Like mm -hmm. when, whenever I was in New York or London or Paris, I would every day I would go to multiple museums. Like it was, mm. that was my thing. And I just thought art was like, almost like a spiritual thing. I was like, this is, this yeah. is like giving me this meaning. I'm, it's like the, the museum was like a temple for me. So that went on and on for, for years. And then the turning point was in March of 2009. I was in Paris at Fashion Week. I used to go to Fashion Weeks a lot in New York and Paris. And that year I had gone to a bunch of the runway shows and most of the shows have after parties. So I was at this particular after party and I, I remember it was at this club called Regine, this very famous Parisian club in the middle of Paris. And I, 
I remember I was sitting with Rachel Zoe and her husband, Roger. Rachel was like this fashion girl who had a TV show on Bravo. And I was kind of like looking out over the dance floor. Everyone was there, you know, in the, from the fashion world. Kanye was there. Like everyone was there. And I just remember drink, I was drinking champagne and I just felt this overwhelming sense of emptiness hmm. and overwhelming like, is that all there is? To a fire, is that all there is? Like Peggy Lee would sing. Yeah. So I, I had this kind of a terrifying moment of like, wow, this can't be my life anymore. Like this is this kind of like these shiny objects have sustained me since high school, since I was on the guest list at the Start Club, you know, in Dallas, mm -hmm. you know, like going up the red carpet and people like waiting in long lines and me just being whisked up to the you know front door. But I was like, this can't be my life anymore. Like, mm. this isn't real. This isn't mm. real meaning. This is, it's all been kind of a mirage in a way. And, and I knew for many years, I knew that God was not an option for me because I was gay. I was like, so God is not an option. And I, by that point in my life, in 2009, I was a practical atheist. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was, I just, I, I, I had gotten to a point where I was like, okay, the Bible's an ancient myth like any other myth. And... God is not, it's not, God's not real. So I was in this bind and I, so I went back to my, the apartment I had rented in Paris in the Marais and I was kind of up all night in a panic about my, my life and my future. And I'm like, what am <laughs> I going to do? Like, I can't keep doing this. For myself and for many that I know, we're taught to preach the word, to go to the word, to look at the Bible, but if, if we miss that the Bible is just a windshield pointing to a far greater view, uh, then in a sense, we even miss the point of why God's given us his written words. That's so well said. I, I come from the Midwest as well. Uh, I grew up in Kansas, went to school in Missouri. Okay. Uh, we pride ourselves in Bible knowledge, and uh, I'm from a non-denominational background, but We've often been accused of feeling like our Trinity is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Bible, mm -hmm. where uh, there's not a lot of spirited uh, part of our beliefs, but we sure do memorize words. And I think you're right. I mean, I went to Bible college with a lot of people that knew the right answers, but we're not like Jesus at all. It almost feels weird to say that, right? Like we're missing the point in reading the Bible. Yeah, they, I mean, there's a pendulum swing we have to be really careful of. Right. And I, this was maybe my biggest prayer as I wrote the book as, as, you know, I pray for readers. I pray for my own discernment and nuancing sentences correctly. And then no matter how nuanced I feel like they are, of course, editors tell me they need to be differently nuanced because um, that's how <laughs> writing works. Right. Um, but by the end, that was the biggest thing we were watching for is going, this is not a book that is anti-Bible by any means. Um it's rather my hope is that that it would draw people into maybe a right view or some some renewed lenses that we've just lost because of tradition or lost because of kind of our common Christian practices um, that would return us to actually a higher view of the scriptures, but even a higher view of the Jesus at the scriptures point. How did we get to this? You know, I mean, how did, because um, it's so interesting that you quote that verse because obviously Jesus' audience, not his primary audience, but certainly the Pharisees, mm -hmm. they had somehow drifted into this and they didn't even have what we refer to as the Bible. They had the scrolls from the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. But how did we get to this point where we should know better? How suddenly do we become so religious about our Bible reading and make that our God? 
Yeah, you say suddenly, and I'm I'm <laughs> curious. I think for a lot of us in our generation, um, we've we've inherited a lot of years of of tradition, and so I, I right. I don't know. I wonder how suddenly it was. I even think of you know if if Satan is a deceiver, then could there be some spiritual level to which you know he's mm. blinded our eyes over different years and that kind of stuff. And and if so, deceit is never overt, right? It's never, hey, you should. You should stop reading your Bible. Oh, okay, sounds good. You know, that's that's not how that works. Um, it's so much more subtle and right and, and kind of drip, drip, drip over time. But I, but I think that one one symptom, as it were, um, is simply that we we go to the Bible looking for something that makes it about me. Hmm. Um, we go to the Bible going, how can I know more? about God? How can I feel better about myself? How can I feel holier? What are some rules that then I can try to follow? And, and, and it just goes against the core of the Christian message, which is it's not about you. Like you can't know enough about God to make God love you more. You can't feel any better about yourself to the point where X, Y, Z happens to where you're not going to sin anymore. You can't, even if you do know the rules, at least for me, as I think about this, we can't follow the rules all the time. And so then we're left either pretending and putting on this good religious facade or just feeling guilt and shame of going, I can't do it. I can't measure up. Hmm. Hey, let me interrupt for just a second. You know, Easter is coming fast and we have put together a daily resource, 28 days to Easter, that you can easily get at reallifechurch.org. You can check that out there. Also at my website, pastorrustygeorge.com and on our Real Life Church app. We'd love to have you follow with us as we have a reading every single day, which gets us ready for Easter. All right, back to the show. So one of the limits and struggles that all churches have, especially those with solo pastors, is resources and volunteers. You know, what's the best way that when you're in such really tight constraints, maybe you've only got a few volunteers and they seem to do everything, or you only have a limited budget that you can use. What's the best way to really utilize your resources? You have to set priorities. I would say you have to look at the church, uh, you know, seriously, what condition are we in? Mm -hmm. uh, what does our future hold? You know, I, I recommend that a church look back about five or 10 years at the maximum and what is our direction? What has been the history? Are we declining? Are we plateaued? Are we growing a little? What is, what's going on? Whatever's happened in the last 10 years is a real predictor of where the church is going. Hmm. So uh, if we continue in the same pathway that we've been in the last five or 10 years, where is this likely to take us? And so I think that's the first step. You know, we got to analyze where we are, where we're going, and we have to honestly accept that, you know, acknowledge uh, where we're at. Well, the people that can live the least open-hearted in our culture are pastors and leaders. Hmm. Even I would say, you know, wealthy business people, celebrities, actors, music, you know, guys, like, because they're isolated, they don't trust anybody. So anything that's true has to be true conversely, right? Hmm. You're not healed because you don't live open-hearted. You don't live open-hearted because you don't trust anybody. You don't trust anybody because you got no friends, and you got no friends because you have no time. You haven't invested any time in just spending time together. I'm, at, I'm with some friends uh, today down in California, and this morning we just like had breakfast, and the news is on, and we're laying on the couch, and all of a sudden just 
having all these conversations, like just talking about deep things about our kids and our marriages and our, some of our fears and struggles. And it wasn't like we were like, hey, let's eat breakfast. And then at 9 o'clock, we're going to sit in the living room and on the couch, and we're going to talk about our hearts and our marriages and our friends. No, we just like sitting around and things are coming up. Last night, we were up till midnight just talking and sharing and laughing and dreaming and asking questions. And, you know, as you spend time together in intentional space, you move into the consequential. Because as humans, humanity tends to love to live in the inconsequential. Mm-hmm. They just talk about the weather and sports and, you know, things that don't really matter. But leaders, there's a greater stake because if you tell somebody, if you truly live open-hearted with somebody, what's really going on in your life, there's a chance that that affects your living, your livelihood. Right. I say anytime that you connect someone's morality to their money, it's a recipe for hiding. Well, thanks so much for catching up on the best of Leading Simple. We'll be back next week with brand new content for the month. If you have not subscribed, make sure you do that right now and share this with a friend. Thank you to all of my guests, all the people that make Leading Simple possible, and especially to our sponsor. We will talk to you next week. And as always, keep it simple. Take a moment and subscribe to the podcast so you'll get it delivered every week. And subscribe to the Rusty George YouTube channel for more devotionals, messages, and fun videos. Thank you for listening to Leading Simple. As we mentioned at the top of the podcast, our partner Belay is offering their leadership toolkit free to listeners. In it, you can learn the steps to take as a leader to accomplish more and juggle less. Belay's modern church staffing solutions have been helping busy church leaders delegate important financial details for over a decade. Their fractional U.S.-based contractors provide accounting and virtual assistant services to level up your church through the power of delegation. Just text RUSTY, that's R-U-S-T-Y, to 55123 to claim this exclusive offer and get back to leading your church well with Belay.